0: Attention, all personnel, incoming podcast. This is MASH Matters.
1: We're back, MASH Matters, the podcast celebrating the greatest television show of all time. Thank you. Thank you. Yes.
0: You know, they're standing. You all can't see that. Everyone is standing up. That's a standing ovation. Stand again. <laughs> see? See? They're standing. Yeah.
1: Jeff Maxwell, thank you for once again joining me to talk about my favorite show and, you know, your favorite job.
0: <laughs> well, thank you, Ryan Patrick, for joining me to talk about my favorite job of all time. <laughs> we are having such a good time doing MASH Matters. It's really a joy to do oh, yeah. it. yeah. It really is.
1: I really enjoy it. How much response we get every time I open up Facebook or every time I open up Twitter or Mash Matters email, there are so many new messages, so many new people coming to the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, listening for uh, the first time, just discovering what we're doing here and uh, saying some nice things and asking some great questions. Yes. And uh, that's what we're going to do today is just run down some more questions. And we even have a couple of voicemails to throw in there as well.
0: Response is phenomenal. New potters as they say <laughs> potters well actually i just said it not only anybody else does but would those be colonel potters <laughs> i like that very good. that's why that's why you and i are doing this ryan patrick <laughs> yeah the response is great the money isn't so terrific but the response is wonderful and very warming
1: <laughs> yeah i i i don't think the money is ever going to come and, yeah. and let me just tell it people if you're ever thinking about getting into podcasting for money uh don't Mm-mm. because there is no money in podcasting no but there is fun it is fun and it is great to talk about uh, seriously my favorite show of all time, and uh, to be able to do it here with Jeff Maxwell, who played Private Igor, which honestly, and I'm not just saying this because you're here with me, Private Igor has always been one of my all-time favorite characters on the show as well. So Aww. so for the chance to be able to do this with you is, is an absolute dream. Thank you for making it happen.
0: Well, thank you very much. That's a very kind thing to say, and I'll send you the check because I know how much you need it. <laughs> Your family's going to eat next week, I promise.
1: (laughs) Hey, we have been getting, again, so many great messages in, and we're getting them from listeners of all ages, and we had one come in this week that
0: uh, I'd love for you to read. I'm going to read it right now, and this is from Obi. That's spelled O-B-I. That's Obi. Hi, my name is Obi. I'm still just a kid, and I really do like MASH. I am 12 years old, and I live in Cincinnati, Ohio. I have been watching with my dad since I was about four, and I would love to be mentioned in the next podcast. You know, Obi, I don't think we can mention you in the next podcast. What do you think, Ryan? I don't, I'm don't. i not sure we can do that legally. Can we? Obi, can we mention Obi?
1: Hmm. i mean is it okay obi if we just mention you in this podcast and not the next podcast is that okay yeah because otherwise we would have to wait until next time and we might forget and then you'll get mad and you will uh, be all over cincinnati telling everybody how lousy we are uh, at remembering names yeah and uh, we don't want that to happen so instead of next podcast obi we're going to thank you and say your name in this podcast i hope that's okay
0: obi 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 obi, <laughs> obi. let's see, one two three four. obi <laughs> obi we hope that does you well and i we hope that uh cincinnati ohio is happy to hear that you are now famous as obi on the mash matters podcast yeah and say hi to your dad too yes thank you dad for helping Obi watch MASH and understand it and enjoy it. That's very nice of you.
1: Parenting done right, right there. Yep.
0: I'm not going to say Obi-Wan Kenobi, because I'm sure he's heard that 100,000 times. So I'm not going to do that. That would be stupid. Don't say that. Trite. That would be trite or common. Trite and common. (laughs) A law firm in Cincinnati.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think it's cool, though, to hear from Obi, because he's 12 years old. You know how many kids out there watching mash I, I i'd be curious uh kids if you're listening we want to hear from you too just like we heard from obi yeah i think it's wonderful that uh, so many parents and grandparents are introducing this show to their kids and grandkids at an early age it's a great show and it has a great message and needs to be heard so uh that's that's great thank you obi for sending us that message speaking of kids we got a message from kathy hello jeff and ryan my boyfriend and i are loving your podcast and wait eagerly with anticipation every 15 days for the next one Thank you. As we were listening during one of the episodes, you were asking if anyone had their children named after MASH characters or actors. As it happens, my son was named Alan Charles after Alan Alda and Charles Emerson Winchester III. As with many people, I started watching when it originally ran with my family. I even remember watching the first commercial and already being captivated by the show. To give you a bit of background, my father was in the military and we were on base for much of my childhood. It was great to see a TV show that I could relate to. Later in life, MASH was the common thread that brought myself and my boyfriend together. His older sister got him into MASH in the 80s, and he has been a big fan ever since. We enjoy your insights, anecdotes, and excellent interviews with the MASH alumni. Keep up the great work, guys. From your devoted fans, that comes from Kathy and Paulo in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Wow. Thank you, Kathy. And I love that you named your son after Alan Alda and Charles Winchester. That makes my heart
0: happy. Yeah, okay. But wait a minute. What? So she named her son... Alan Charles after Alan Alda and Charles. Mm-hmm. How about Alan Igor Charles? I think that would have been kind, don't you? Kathy and Paolo from Winnipeg. All right, I'm going to let it go this time. If another. Kid comes along, uh-huh. you're gonna have to throw an Igor. If it's a girl, Igoris. Your Wait a minute, I can't figure that out.
1: Igorina. I, I don't know. How does that work with it? Igorina. Igorina. Yes yes, yes. yes. You yeah. got it.
0: Igorina. E- <laughs> yes. I mean, don't you think I'm right? I mean, no, isn't it? Don't you think that's fair?
1: I don't want to get in the middle of this. This is between you and Kathy and Paulo. I really don't want to get into this. Okay.
0: <laughs> From Randall Bowie. Uh huh. Hi, Jeff and Ryan. Uh, Yes, I recently heard an interview with Enid Kent where she describes herself as a day player. Is there any difference between a day player and a semi regular? Uh, I would assume that Jeff would be considered a semi regular since he appeared in so many episodes, but I could be wrong. Uh, Also, is a day player only on the set for one day during a shooting schedule? Thanks for a very entertaining and informative podcast. Thank you, Randall Bowie, for the question. Mm -hmm. So the answer to the question, I have no idea anymore. (laughs) uh, Yes. um, Well, let's go uh, day player. Uh, A day player, yes, would be considered somebody that was there for the day. Mm -hmm. And that would be a day player. And they're paid a certain amount of money uh, for that day. That's governed by Screen Actors Guild. So technically, uh, if you are a Day player, you get you get paid X number of dollars. Mm -hmm. Uh, That was back in you know from 1972 to 1983. So I have no idea what it is now in terms of a day player, but back then it was probably about 175 dollars, maybe from the day, or could have been a little more, maybe two and a quarter or something like that. And that would have been for the day, and they would have said thank you very much, and they go away. My relationships was a little different. So I don't want to get into all the, the, uh, <laughs> the details of what that was. Uh, but yeah, I was a little bit more uh, connected to the thing than the, the show than just being the day player uh, rate and that kind of employment. But that's what a day player got. And people were very happy with it back in uh, 1972 or 73 or 74. If you can come into a television show and have a great time, meet a lot of really cool people being on a show like MASH and make, uh, you know, a couple of hundred bucks, you are in heaven. That was a good deal and a good day for an actor. So,
1: And you never know when it's going to lead because Jamie Farr was brought on to be a day player in one episode yeah, and ended up being on the entire run of the series. So you never know where it's going to take you. Yep. Uh, I did a quick Google search and just asked how much do day players make and found an article that says entry-level day players can expect a pay of $842 a day.
0: Holy moly. Wow. <laughs> 800 bucks day. wow. Really? Yeah. That's not bad for a day's work. I'll be happy to do that. Everybody, go out and apply to be a day player right now because this is a good job.
1: By the way, Randall brought up Enid Kent. And for those of you who may not remember, Enid Kent played Nurse Bigelow on MASH for many seasons. We have some voicemails. Let's go to the phones.
2: Hi, this is Joya Albee, and I live right outside Washington, D.C. I was just calling to say how much I absolutely love the podcast. I watched the first episode and just finished the pilot. And I just want to thank you for reinvigorating my passion in the best show there ever was. I've been following you on Twitter as well, answering and engaging with you there. And I just wanted to let you know that it was 1972 when it first aired and I was sitting on my grandmother's floor and I heard the (laughs) helicopter on the beginning of MASH and I turned around. Um, I watched the show. I watched every single episode, watched it with my mom, watched it with my brother. We watched it all the way through, through the end and um, sometimes we watched it, you know, actually we did, we watched it every night on reruns in different rooms in the house <laughs> and played our own mass game. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for bringing it back into my life. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't thought about it in a few decades due to what other people and people were in my life who weren't interested in it, but I'm so grateful to have it back. And uh, thank you for reinvigorating my passion. And I loved the stories. And as an actor in local theater here, I um, community theater, I really appreciate all that you do and keep going. I really want to make sure that you understand that this actually really encouraged me. I am very grateful for it. Thank you so much. Bye.
0: I really am impressed. I, I, that's I, I'm so grateful to hear that. And it's such a warming feeling to hear that from people and what she has to say about the impact that not only the show has, but what we're doing has. It's really, it's really a wonderful experience. I, I, Thank you for saying all those wonderful things. That's a great thing. And and she's
1: not the first person who's come out and said, you know what? Listening to your podcast has made me want to go back and watch the show again. And it's just, you know, reignited my my love for the show. And uh, it's sad that uh, she mentioned there that, that she had some people in her life who uh, did not appreciate the show and did not support her love of the show. And that's sad. If somebody likes something and you don't, that doesn't mean it's wrong. Let people be fans of what they're fans
0: of. Absolutely. I agree.
1: So anyway, uh, thank you. We really appreciate that voicemail. And if you would like to call and leave a voicemail, you can do that by calling 513-436-4077. That's 513-436-4077. And uh, who knows? We may play your voicemail here on the podcast. Just remember to keep your voicemail under three minutes. So a message came in this week on Facebook. Uh, This came in from Mark Cowherd. And Mark... Oh, wait a minute. I'm
0: sorry. Excuse me. What what was his name again? uh, His name is Mark Cowherd. Herd. mark cowherd mark you you've got to go change that name you cannot walk around any longer with the last name of cowherd you could change it to anything smith mark smith maybe use cowherd as a middle name but don't end up walking around you're on your driver's license all right pull over buddy What's your name? Mark Cowherd. Yeah, fine. Out of the car. (laughs) That's not, you You got to change that name.
1: Well, I want to say Bon Voyage to our faithful listener, Mark Cowherd, who uh, for some reason is not listening to the podcast anymore. Thank you for your support. Up until this point, Mark, we really appreciate it. By the way, the uh, views of Jeff Maxwell do not necessarily reflect the views of (laughs) Ryan Patrick and MASH Matters Incorporated.
0: Oh, just having a little fun.
1: MASH Matters, alienating listeners one name at a time. All right. So what does Mark want? Mark sent us a link to a Facebook video that he wanted us to know about. It is a mash video essay called lightning in a bottle. Uh, She goes by lady night, the brave on YouTube and she has put together many of these video essays. I sat down to watch this video and I was blown away by the quality and the editing and everything that she did with this video. I'm going to put this link in the show notes, but Mark said, I came across this wonderful essay of the show that we all love by a truly talented filmmaker. Jeff and Ryan, you have both reignited my love for MASH, and I would like, with your permission, to share this with the wonderful group that you've created. So we want to make sure that everybody sees it. It is really well done, and uh, it's an hour long. Wow. We're going to share the link to this video. It's called Lightning in a Bottle, a MASH video essay by Lady Knight the Brave on YouTube. We will put that in our show notes for this episode at mashmatterspodcast.com. If you have an hour, I highly recommend it. It's really well done.
0: Wow, that's cool. I'm looking forward to seeing that. I have not seen it yet. I can't wait to see it. And thank you, Mark Cameron, for sending (laughs) that information.
1: All right, moving along. Who else can we alienate from the podcast?
0: Yeah, well, we could start at the beginning. Let's go back to Obi and, you know, jump on him. <laughs> hey, Obi. No, Obo, no, no. We're Obi? just kidding. You, we're just how kidding. do you pronounce We're that?
1: just kidding, <laughs> Obi. We love your name. But we're not mentioning you in the next podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Let's mention him in every podcast we do
1: from now on. Let's just call it the Obi Show and be done with it. The
0: Obi Show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Obi.
1: The podcast formerly known as Mesh Matters. <laughs>
0: um from laura empy hello jeff and ryan you talked about robert alda being on the show did any other cast members have relatives appear in any mash episode each podcast gets better and better oh well until this one
1: (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah we put an end to that
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's over i so appreciate the hard work you place into this for all the mash fans well we do. It's, it sounds simple. My gosh, it sounds like we just come and start talking and say all these things. But this is, we prepare for weeks and weeks and weeks.
1: Weeks, months. I have been uh, training for this, uh, like the Olympics. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Laura, so uh, uh, yeah. I I know of some relatives that appeared on MASH. Uh, of course, Robert Alda sparked this uh, question. He made two appearances as Dr. Borelli in Season 3 and Season 8. In the Season 8 episode, Linda Hand, Alan Alda's brother, also appeared. Anthony Alda, playing uh, Corporal Jarvis at the Battalion Aid Station. So you had Alan, his brother, and his father all in the same scene. Other MASH cast members who had relatives appear... Well, uh, Loretta Swit, her uh, husband at the time, Dennis Holahan played uh, the Swedish diplomat and Margaret's love interest in season 11, the the episode You In the Night and the Music. Mike Farrell's wife, Judy Farrell, his then wife, uh, Judy Farrell, uh, appeared as Nurse Abel in eight episodes of MASH that started in season five. William Christopher's wife made one guest appearance on the show. She played Lieutenant O'Connor. In the episode Dear Mildred from season four, she sang a song with Father Mulcahy, who is, of course, played by her real life husband. Unfortunately, this scene, however, is is cut from the syndicated episode. So if you've only watched MASH on TV, uh, if you've only seen those reruns, you've never seen this scene. But if you uh, have the DVDs or if you have streaming on Hulu or if you've bought the series on- online, you should be able to see her singing with her husband on dear mildred
2: perhaps with your permission lieutenant o'connor and i can give you a little
0: preview of a number we've been rehearsing for the orphan show here here I, hey, it's it's good.
1: It's it's good. Good. oh my child <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: When you're all dressed up and no place to go Life seems weary, dreary and slow My heart has
0: ached and bled for the tears I've shed When I've no
1: place to go unless I went back to bed I've had a sad,
2: sad life and whenever I go To that peaceful spot where the violets grow upon
1: a nice white stone will be written below
2: he was all dressed up and no place to go
1: The only other relative that I know of is Larry Gelbart's wife, Pat Gelbart, making an appearance in an episode as well. In season three, Payday, she is playing poker with the gang while Igor is asleep in the
0: background. That scamp, that scamp, Igor. <laughs> I owe that pot 50 bucks. Want me to lend you a hundred? Give it to me free and I'll marry you. Not if either one of us was the last man on earth.
1: Also, I, I've heard that if you look closely... On the Red Cross sign in the Officers Club, you'll see the names written Pat and Larry Marshall. Marshall was Pat Gelbart's maiden name. Those are the only relatives that I'm aware of. I don't know if you know of any others. Of course, you also had the scoop here on the podcast that your uh, nightclub comedy act partner was in an episode in Big Mac in the big group photo scene.
0: Yes, he was. Yes. Uh, His name was, uh, well, I'm not sure I should say his name. Bill Garrett was the name that we were, he used for the our comedy team, Garrett and Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he was in that show. I think he was in a couple of them actually. Okay. Nice looking young blonde guy.
1: Standing right next to you in the group.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Standing right next to me. That was really fun. That was a fun thing for us to have done forever emblazoned on film like that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. And there's one more uh, person. Of course, my a uh, little known fact, my twin brother Peter Riegert actually did appear uh in two episodes as Private Igor. So that's an interesting <laughs> little known fact.
1: I couldn't tell because he looks just like you.
0: You can't tell. You really can't with the hat on, you don't know what, who's who. Yeah. We just yeah. thought it would be cute to do that for a couple episodes and you know.
1: His voice kind of sounded like uh, uh, Johnny Hamer too. I don't know why. But...
0: Really? Yeah, may have. It's, um, uh, sorry,
1: know. I had to uh, I had to do that. No,
0: just, let me stop the bleeding here and we can <laughs> go on with it. (laughs)
1: i did that for our friend mark cowherd i had to you know
0: (laughs) mark i'm sorry i'm just having fun with you i love the name i do i truly
1: so, yeah. Th- so those are all the relatives that I'm aware of. If there were more, they've never really been brought to light. And it's, ver- it's very possible that there were other relatives of uh, cast and crew who appeared in uh, background scenes or, you know, as extras. But yeah. if they did, I'm not aware. Of.
0: Yeah, neither am I. And by the way, Laura MP, thank you for saying that. I so appreciate the hard work you place into this for all MASH fans. We do think about this fairly, uh, you know, with a good deal of focus and try and make this as fun and interesting as possible. We hope that you appreciate it, and it seems like everybody does, so we appreciate you saying that, because it it certainly seems to be uh, translating to everybody, so thank you, Laura, for asking the question and for saying those nice things. By golly.
1: All right. Well, we have another voicemail. Oh! So let's go back to the phones.
3: Hello, my name is Michael, and when I was young, I was born in 1969, I was able to visit the mass set twice. Anyway, I accidentally found your podcast, you know how it is, you're clicking and swiping and clicking and swiping, and I saw something about Jeff Maxwell, and the one reason I remember Jeff Maxwell is this, the second time I visited the MASH set, and we're standing around, everyone's standing around, that's all you really do, and I saw you, Jeff (laughs) Maxwell, I really didn't know who you were, I was young, I really wasn't in the MASH yet. But you were eating, like, this giant sandwich, or at least I was a little kid. It was giant and looked really good. I wanted to go get some food, and all of a sudden, William Christopher comes by and starts talking to my mother. And we're talking, and he is the sweetest, most gentle guy. Bill was the – or Mr. Christopher at the time was a really genuine guy – After we talked about where I was from, he mentioned he grew up there as well in Glencoe. He had told me he grew up in Evanston for like 18 days. Then he grew up grade school, high school, mature high school, central school in Glencoe. And we were able to talk about the town, and he spent all kinds of time with me. Totally genuine. We talked everything about Glencoe and how it changed and what they had when he was growing up. Again, genuine guy. But the real, the real reason I remember Jeff is this: when I was done talking to Mr. Christopher, I had to get some food, and we were told where the table, the whole thing where the food was, and I was going with my sister. And as I walked there, Jeff was there. Loading up all kinds of food. And I remember my sister's like, oh, he must be hungry. He's not on the screen that much, so maybe they don't pay him enough money to eat. And <laughs> at the time, I'm a little kid, and I'm like, all right, he's hungry. Anyway, I grabbed some food, peanut butter, in fact, and had a little grilled cheese, and uh, enjoyed myself watch you guys stand around. Lastly, I wanted to <laughs> say is if you could possibly put up a high-resolution picture of both of you, because my son, Ed, would love to be able to print out a picture and send it to you. All right,
1: Michael. There are several things to unpack from this phone call from Michael. There's a
0: lot going on with Michael, yeah.
1: Yeah, so, so when he was young, he got to visit the MASH set twice, which is, I mean... How cool is that? That's a lot. Yeah. And so his first memory of you is eating a very large sandwich.
0: Hmm. Eating a very large sandwich.
1: I don't know mm. if it was large in like length or if it was large as in like a Dagwood, you know, piled high kind of a sandwich. Yeah. But evidently it was a very large sandwich uh, that uh, that you were eating. And then after he spoke with Bill Christopher, he then went over to get some food. And evidently you were still eating. You were still piling up the food. Uh, on your, I don't know, maybe you were putting them in your pockets too, or in a bag. But anyway, it led them to believe that uh, you were a poor actor that wasn't getting paid much by Mash, so you were uh, basically stealing food to take it home with you. <laughs> Can you speak to that? Do you want to? Is well, there any kind of confession that you want to make now about the food that you took from Craft Services?
0: Well, uh, first of all, I don't want to disagree with Michael at all about how wonderful and how nice Bill Christopher was. He was truly, truly a wonderful, nice human being. I don't disagree at. At all, uh, I guess I find it interesting that uh, he has that impression of Bill Christopher, but of me, I'm just kind of a hog. He uh, just stands <laughs> around. Young boy goes with his sister, and his sister obviously felt sorry for me that I was, uh, you know, not eating enough because I wasn't being paid enough. And yeah. well, of course, that's true. That <laughs> is true. I certainly wasn't paid enough. Yeah, I don't disagree there at all. Your sister's very, very bright. Must have had a very sophisticated understanding of the way a show business pay went because, uh-huh. boy, that could have been very true.
1: I just have this vision of these kids on the set watching you eat and feeling pity for you and like coming up and slipping a couple of dollars into your pocket, you know?
0: A couple of bucks, yeah. yeah. Every lunch I made about 11 bucks from that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, it's funny. I, I remember I was kind of a goofy guy. Oh gosh, can you tell? No,
1: I can't believe that.
0: Yeah. On the set, I would enjoy people coming in to visit. Uh, I was always involved with audiences coming from a nightclub background. So I liked the energy of audiences and people standing around and I'd go up to them and I'd introduce myself or start kind of goofing around and having fun with everybody clowning around. So I'm surprised they didn't do that with Michael and his sister because I would usually you know, run after kids because the kids love to have a good time and laugh and be silly and i used to like to make faces and stuff like that hmm. so i uh, obviously i was so busy eating i didn't have enough time to come over and say hello uh, and i apologize for doing that you know we did used to i did used to eat a lot on <laughs> i did i was hungry i was a hungry starving actor sure and uh, yeah we all were and i i whenever i got the chance to get free food and eat a lot of it i did so yeah i I can't deny well, it. Well,
1: and plus your character was around food all the time. So I'm sure that standing there looking at food constantly made you hungry.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yes. That's very true. That's all I thought about was food, 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 food. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So Michael wants a picture of you and I or yeah. so, who, who yeah, he's asking
1: if we, if we could put up a picture of you and me, like a high resolution picture of, of the two of us uh, so that it could be downloaded and his uh, son, which I believe he said was Ed is his son's name. So we have Ed and Obi now. Uh, maybe they could, you know, get together and like start a yeah. mash club for kids or something. So here's the thing, uh, Michael, we, we don't have a high resolution photo of the two of us. We do have a photo of the two of us. In fact, I think it's on the website. You can go, uh, and look, I believe it's, it's on there is from when we first met, uh, back in like. 1999, yeah. But it is not high resolution. I, I apologize for that. Um, I'm hoping, though, that, you know, we're we're, we're kind of kicking around some ideas and maybe you and I will actually get to see one another again. Yes. Maybe sometime this year. So if if that happens, we will have to take a photo together.
0: Absolutely. And by then, uh, the facelift will have healed and I'll be perfectly happy about everything. <laughs> that I.
1: And maybe I can lose a few more pounds. That would be nice, too. <laughs> uh, but right now, we don't have I'm sorry to say we don't have a good current photo of us to print off. But uh, again, if you're wanting to send anything to, uh, especially to Jeff to sign, you can find the address there on our website, mashmatterspodcast.com. Just click on contact us and you'll find the address where uh, you can send uh, photos that you print off to Jeff and he will sign them and send them back as long as you include a self-addressed stamped envelope.
0: And $6,000. dollars i
1: money order for $6,000, yes.
0: <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's just a <laughs> joke about the $6,000.
1: Speaking of food, Jeff. Yes, Ryan. Many years ago, you wrote a cookbook. And uh, we haven't talked much about the book here on the podcast. And there's a reason for that. So, Jeff, I'm going to let you take it from here.
0: Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you very much. Um Yes. uh, I did write a book called Secrets of the Mash Mess, The Lost Recipes of Private Igor. And I wrote wrote the book because I kind of wanted to set the record straight and suggest that Igor was not really the bad, horrible cook that everybody thought he was but actually a secret, wonderful chef. And he was just stuck with all the bad food that he was given in order to, you know, give everybody else the food. So this was bad, you know, powdered milk and so forth, but he was really a good chef. So given the right ingredients, all the things that he would have cooked and could have cooked would have been delicious. And so there is over, there are over 200 recipes in the book um, that are terrific and There are delicious recipes that you can cook at home. So it is a cookbook. Indeed, I wrote it as a cookbook. But I also wanted to tell the story of Igor, not only in pictures, but in letters home to his mother. He was writing home about his experiences on MASH that uh, I thought would be interesting from his point of view. So we did the book and it was released, I believe, in 1997. And it was a lot of fun. And it was very cute. I was very, very proud of it. I worked very hard to make sure that I included as much of MASH uh, as I could and as much of me in it as I could. There are stories, personal stories in the back of the book about my own uh, opinions of everything. There are pictures and photographs that I took on the set, uh, which I personally took in the back of the book. So all in all, I was very proud of it. It got terrific reviews. Everybody loved it. Something has um, come to my attention over the last six months, however, about the book. It is still on sale and you can buy it on Amazon. I learned a few months ago, however, that the quality of the printing of the book, if you buy one, has degraded to the point that is, to me, insulting. I'm not proud of it anymore. And I feel kind of bad uh, if people buy it and they get the book. They're getting something that is uh, that is printed with terrible quality. I'm sorry about that. I have no control over it. However, what I'd like to say is I'm working and exploring all of my options to try and figure out how to remedy the problem. Uh, those could be legal. Those could be personal. I don't know yet, but I'm exploring all the options that I have at my disposal to try and remedy the problem and make the quality, restore the quality of the book to its original quality when it was printed in 1997. Having said that, I don't want to discourage anybody from buying the book. However, right now, I'd wait, wait a little bit, let me see what I can do. And uh, when I know that the book has been restored to uh, what I think it should look like, and what I intended it to look like, and what the publishers sort of originally intended it to look like, And my work has not been degraded to the point that it is now. I will let everybody know and say, hey, go buy a million copies of this. But right now, I'd say, hold off. Don't buy my copy, Secrets of the Mash Mess, The Lost Recipes of Private Igor. And most people can buy it. And most people do buy it off of Amazon. It is on sale on Amazon.com. Again, you can go look at it. You can read the reviews. You can enjoy some of that. But I would suggest not buying it right now. That's my thought for the day about Secrets of the Mash-Mass Lost Recipes of Private Igor. I'm very sorry that I have to say this, and I'm very sorry this happened. Uh, and again, I'm trying to figure out exactly why it happened uh, and uh, turn it around and, and make it right. But but right now, don't buy it. Okay. <laughs> That's All an right. odd thing to say about somebody. Who, don't buy my book. <laughs> yeah. I, don't do that. Don't buy it, dargonit. Right.
1: Now, I will say we do have a couple of recipes from the book on our website, MashMattersPodcast.com, so you can go there and, and see some of those recipes, tried out. Now, if you already have the cookbook, mm-hmm. the recipes are really good, and we'd love to hear if you make the recipes and uh, you enjoy it. We want to hear your review of the recipes. We'd, we'd love to hear that. However, there is one recipe that you have to be careful with. We <laughs> we.
0: Yeah. So
1: just today, um, on the day that we're recording this, we had a a Facebook message come in from uh, Deanna Grimley. And Deanna said, hello, this message is for Jeff. I bought his mash cookbook and I'm making some recipes from it. I have a question about the recipe for dud spuds. Am I really supposed to use 11 large yellow onions? (laughs) That seemed like a huge amount. I've posted this question in a Facebook recipes group that I'm in, and nearly all of the responses felt it was a typo and should have read one yellow onion. I would be very grateful if Jeff could let me know. So we consulted (laughs) Jeff's copy of the book, and lo and behold, Deanna, you have unearthed a uh, 23-year-old typo. (laughs) That we were not aware of.
0: And, uh, and I apologize to all those of you who cooked dud spuds with 11 yellow onions. Large. <laughs> 11 large. It was, I couldn't say just 11 little yellow. There's 11 large yellow onions. Really sorry but if you've done that and you've lost family members from it or no one speaks to you at work anymore. I'm really sorry.
1: Maybe you lost your job because of it. You know,
0: I could be sued for this Probably. Hey, I eat a large dud spuds. I lost my job. <laughs> this, I'm, it, it meant to say one large yellow onion. So if you're making dud spuds, please only use one large yellow onion. Unless, of course, you have some addiction to yellow onions and you like 11. You'd like 11 large. People <laughs> may like that. I don't know. But I wouldn't recommend it. I would do it with one large yellow onion and not 11 for duds there you go and again my favorite recipe in the book is uh, on page 118 gas passer chili but again don't buy the book
1: <laughs> it's a delicious recipe but do not
0: buy the book not yet don't buy the book i will let you know when you can buy that but anybody well, who has bought the book again enjoy it it's a really fun book and the the printing is a little off uh, in fact it's a lot off and the photographs are a lot off. And it's what not my fault. I have no control over it. And I apologize for it just because that's how I feel. I'm sorry. Um, but you can certainly still enjoy it. But I, I wouldn't, don't anybody else buy one until I straighten this out. And I'm working on it.
1: And the recipe for Gas Passer Chili is on the website, mashmatterspodcast.com.
0: Ah, thank you. It's good. It's really, especially on a cold winter night. Oh, it's delicious. (laughs) And you can add onions to it if you have anything left over or you you haven't used (laughs) up your, from the 11 onions for stud spuds, you stick it in the chili.
1: You only need two large yellow onions for that recipe. Yeah. Not 22. (laughs) (laughs) 22. Uh, You can reach us through our website. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, on YouTube. You can subscribe and listen Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, everywhere. And please uh, subscribe and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you. If you would like to leave a voicemail, 513-436-4077. And you can email us, matchmatterspodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget. We just announced in the last episode, on episode 35, which is coming up soon, Gary Burgoff.
0: Great interview. Great conversation we had with Gary. You're going to love it. That was a lot of fun.
1: It was. And this has been a lot of fun. It has been. Thank you so much for all your messages and your uh, voicemails. Keep them coming. We love hearing from you. And we will answer more in the next episode of MASH Matters. So until then, Jeff, thank you for everything.
0: Thank you. I want to say bye to Obi because he wanted us to talk about him on this podcast. So bye, Obi, 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 Obi.
1: Yeah, he wanted us actually to talk about him on the next podcast. But uh, Obi, I'm sorry. We're just we're probably not going to do that.
0: You're done, Obi.
1: This has been the Obi Show. And until next time, here's looking up your old address.